Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're super excited. We are taking on a worthwhile endeavor at Life Success and Legacy. Our intention is to honor Nelson Nash, the man, as well as the infinite banking concept. We're going to create a series of resources, including podcasts and text, as a resource for others who want to truly understand with depth and clarity what Nelson shared in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, as well as the many seminars and think tanks that we were fortunate to have attended during his life. So who is this intended audience? Well, we will use Nelson Nash's own words. It is written for the layman not for financial advisors, but all life agents should be thoroughly knowledgeable of its content and practice. So whether you are an individual, part of a family, a business owner, or a life insurance agent, this is for you. So sit back, relax, and we will walk you through becoming your own banker step-by-step so you can reference the parts you want to revisit at your own pace. And we might have a little fun along the way. Hey to our listeners, uh, Chris Bay here, and uh, we want to welcome you back to our next episode of the Life Success Legacy podcast. And today uh, is a day that we are actually wrapping up a project that we started back in the spring of 2020, guys. Man. Um, Pretty amazing um, going through Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. And uh, we thought uh, as we wrap this up, we'd actually uh, bring Mike Crawford uh, the best looking of the three of us into the, the conversation. He's Come on. Typically, <laughs> <laughs> he's typically behind the scenes, um, but we just thought it'd be kind of fun for all three of us to, to just have a conversation today as we wrap up this, this book, uh, what this project has meant to us and what we could, we were just joking off offline um, beforehand. We could not have planned this guys. There's no way we could have planned this. No chance. Why, why is today special? Today is Nelson's birthday. Today would have Cut. been Nelson's 90th birthday. Yeah. And we just happened to be wrapping up um, this recording of his book on his birthday. And, and we didn't even really think about that until we started No, we didn't plan this it morning. this way. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't plan it this way. Yeah. It just happened to work out. So thanks, Nelson. <laughs> yep, <that's right. laughs> are you haunting us nelson yeah <laughs> always well um to do to to kind of wrap up um this project <clears throat> and and uh, move us forward to what's next and coming um we thought we would talk about learning and uh, we are very much a learning organization And we all came to IBC in different ways and we continue to learn all the time. Um, You can see back behind me, back here in my bookshelf, that's just part of my books, Um, but we're all learners and we love learning about IBC and we wanted to share with you some of those things. So a couple of things, um, first of all, to wrap up Nelson's book, in the back of his book, and I'm looking on page 87 of Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, he has a glossary of terms, and that can be helpful to people. In fact, when we do our boot camps, we have a glossary of terms for our, yeah. for our participants, because when you're learning something new and you don't know the vocabulary, it can throw you off. So Nelson has a glossary of terms that can be helpful. Then he has two sections. One is just a general book recommendation. 
so these are lists of books that he recommends. And then there's another section that is called recommended reading for those interested in the stock market. Mm. And what we thought we'd do today is talk about um, kind of how we started learning about IBC, some of the books that were um, influential for us early on, and then even as we've continued to learn about IBC and, and our, increase our financial literacy along the way, and share those. Some of those may be on these lists that Nelson have. Some of them um, came out after Nelson wrote the book, and so they're not included. Um, but we thought we'd just kind of popcorn around uh, with, between the three of us and talk about our um, influential books and learning processes and so forth. So let's jump in. Mike Everett, what are you chuckling about? Well, you, you both know me pretty doggone well, and I'm going to just tell you where I spend 99% of my time mm -hmm. is in this here book right here, Becoming Your Own Banker. Unlocking the Infinite Banking Concept, written by a best-selling author, R. Nelson Nash. Um, you referenced this. We're a learning organization, but we're an educational organization as well. And we take the education piece super seriously. Um, it just so happens that we have a ton of fun while we do that. But so many people come to us they're concerned, they're struggling, they're emotionally distraught. And um, I know that I know that if somebody will at least start right here, that we can get them in a, uh, a get them on a path to where they can eventually get out of the mess that they're in. Um, one of the things that Nelson used to always say to me was, you know, you didn't get into this mess overnight. We can't, we can't get you out of this mess overnight. And I just got through saying that I had a, a phone consult with a young man out of Atlanta. And I'm going to tell you, he's 33 years old. He's struggling financially. He's in a new career and he just, he sees no way out. And, you know, I just kind of told him, I said, you just got to breathe through this. Mm -hmm. um, it's like what the free throw shooter does right before he <clears throat> shoots the free throw. He takes a great big deep breath. Or if there's a young lady giving birth to a baby, she's got to breathe through it. <laughs> so, you know, part of what we've got to help people do is think through why and uh, us reading and, and doing, uh, you know, the, the study that we need to is super, super important. So yeah. as you well know, I spend almost all of my time in Nelson's book because that's where my heart is. Absolutely. And, and I would say none of the books that we suggest or other things are to replace Nelson's book. That is the, that nope. is the, Capstone. That's right. Um, but but there are additional things that can supplement, right? Right. Nelson could have gone on and on, um, but you know he tried to keep the book relatively manageable and, and small. So. Yes. Mr. Crawford. Hey hey. I'm curious. Uh, you uh, 
you read Nelson's book. How did you get Nelson's book in your hands? Well, a lot of people have heard my story. You know, we, I used to work for a company that did uh, software development and website development. And the uh, funny thing was, is that we were in a small town in Baldwin City, Kansas, and you don't get a lot of walk-ins, but Mr. Mike Everett walks in one day with a whole pile of stuff <clears throat> and uh, brochures, papers, loose leaf papers, yellow sheet papers with scribbly notes on it, and, you know, uh, a book. And uh, he said, hey, I hear you're the guy that I need to talk to about a website. And, you know, the joke was that I was sort of taken aback. I was like, yeah, first of all, how'd you know who I was and B, how did you just walk in the door here? But, you know, it's a small <laughs> town and he knew a lot of people. So I word traveled who we were. Anyway, he comes in and he sits down and he says, hey, I need a website. I review his old website. And I said, here's what it would cost. He wrote a check and left the whole pile of stuff. And I, uh, I threw it in the bottom drawer of my desk said, I ain't never reading that crap. But I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember... I started transferring the data from his old website and kind of talking with him off and on about the different things that he wanted to see on his website. And mind you, the whole time, I'm sort of expecting him to present me some sort of multi-level marketing campaign or I'm <laughs> expecting him to try to like recruit me. I don't know. I just, there was something about all the material because it just seemed too good to be true or it just seemed too far-fetched that there would be a better way because I'd been, you know, I was in my early thirties and I was expecting my 401ks and my IRAs and stocks to do all the things for me that they just weren't. But my wife was pregnant at the time with our son. And uh, if any of you know, pregnant women tend to fall asleep early. And so I'm awake and I decided one night to read Nelson's book. And um, I did our first cardinal sin, which is we tell everybody never to read the book after nine o'clock. <laughs> Check. I did the second cardinal <laughs> sin, wake up a pregnant lady. <coughs> Bad things happen when you wake up a pregnant lady. But I was pretty excited. I woke up the next day and I called Mike and I said, at 7 a.m., I said, hey, if this book isn't malarkey, I said, we got to talk and soon. And um, he goes, all right, you read the book late, didn't you? And I said, I sure did. <laughs> and uh, we got to chatting and uh, I went to my first boot camp Um at Lawrence Country Club on January 29th of 2015. And my third cardinal sin was I came by myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. mm. <clears throat> well, we've, we've all, uh, you know, I, I got Nelson's book um, from, a, from a parent at uh, the school where I was the school principal. Um, or I don't know if I got the book from him, but I, I was turned on to the book uh, from a parent. Um, when I, back in my principal days, and mm -hmm. that, that's how I started reading about it. And I was reading a lot of different things, and we'll mention some of these books. Mike Everett, I think people have heard your story. I think you were in an Applebee's, weren't you? I was in Applebee's, and some guy just literally uh, said to me, if we could show you a way or a process where you could recover the entire cost of all the cars you buy, mm -hmm. is that uh, something that would interest you? And uh, I said, well, absolutely. And then three days later, I got a book in the mail and, and boom. I mean, the rest is history. I literally read the book and that's, that's what it all went. You woke up your wife too, didn't you? Uh, but <laughs> mine, mine was between 1 and 2 a.m. 
so uh uh yeah it it's just uh th- that's just the literally the the cardinal sin of this whole deal so yeah it is what it is but uh yeah. hey well um let's dive into some of the uh books that we've enjoyed or been influential or we would recommend uh to other people i will start off with two other of Nelson's books. Um, we've mentioned this a variety of times. This one is on our website. People can get a hold of. It's called The Case for IBC. Mm-hmm. Um, Nelson wrote this one with Carlos Lara and um, Dr. Robert Murphy, who's a PhD economist. Um, the Case for IBC, we recommend um, specifically for business owners. Uh, really talks about cash flow and business owners understand the power of cash flow. Um, so this is one that, that we would uh, recommend. There's also uh, another book that we don't mention as often um, mm. called Building Your Warehouse of Wealth. It's called A Grassroots Method of Avoiding Fractional Reserve Banking. Think about it by Nelson. And so this really gets into um, Nelson's thoughts about um, n- kind of seceding from the financial uh, banking institute and really creating your own privatized banking um, system and how we can all do that. We don't have to tap into the, the uh, fractional reserve system that, that yep. banks utilize. Any other comments you guys would make on either of those books? And then you can share some of yours as well. Well, uh, I'm going to jump in and just tell people, you know, um, we, we always recommend this to business owners, but, you know, if you've got a husband and a wife team who are really um, they're kind of meshed together with where they're going with their financial journey. This is a great book. Um, you know, it really it goes into detail about cash flow and how important it is to control your own cash flow. But uh, I, this is a great book. I've read it a number of times, not near as many as I have BYOB, but mm-hmm. uh, great book. It's about cash flow and. It doesn't matter if you're 21 or 81, cash flow mm-hmm. is important. So I, I would definitely, I would definitely recommend that for anybody. And once again, Chris mentioned that uh, um, you can get that on our website. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Crawford, you want to share? Yeah, you know the second book I read, whenever I kind of got into this and. You know, by the time it was April of 2015, I had a kid and I jumped ship from my previous career to start working with Mike and you, obviously. Um, the next book I read was actually Mary Jo's um, Farming Without the Bank. Um, yeah. Now, part of that was because it was a nice and thin book. Um, but the other part of that was <laughs> the other part of that was that I did grow up on a farm. And while our family didn't struggle the way some ranchers do or uh, farmers do when it comes to um, like month to month and year to year cash flow, partially because our our farm was crop only and most of our equipment was, um, you know, 40 years old used and held together with duct tape and bailing wire. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was still one of those books that for me, honestly, didn't really changed my perception of infinite banking. It changed my thought process on how infinite banking um, could be applied. And I think it just sort of expanded the idea of infinite possibilities associated with infinite banking. And Mm -hmm. um, 
it, because of the way she, Mary Jo Ehrman, who wrote the book, the way that she communicates directly with farmers and ranchers through this book, it, it is a very good book. And I have given this book or sold this book to family members who are farmers and ranchers um, because I felt like if they didn't want to read Nelson's book, they could read this, you know, give or take 100 page book and be informed enough about the basics of infinite banking, but see a direct application in their own lives, um, i.e. with farming or ranching. Um, I don't have it, it's on my shelf over there, but one of my books that I read long before, well, not long before, maybe three or four months before meeting Mike Everett was actually Robert Kiyosaki's um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <clears throat> and I will say that that actually started to crack my uh, mind open a little bit. And by the time I then had read Nelson's book, it, it was sort of an easy point of entry for me because um, my brain had already shifted, realizing that the, the, the system was stacked against me and everyone for that matter. And so by the time I read Nelson's book, I had Robert Kiyosaki running through my head. Then I have Nelson and Mike and Chris running through my head. And then I read books like this um, from Mary Jo and, you know, I started to realize that the only limitation to how this is applied or what we can do is our own, our own brains. And so those, those are the four plus, you know, obviously later in time, the case for IBC, those are the books that truly influenced me early on. I'll, I'll you know, on to that, um, Mike Crawford, <clears throat> um, you mentioned Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and mm -hmm. I think it was a, maybe a 20 year anniversary of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, wrote another book, a follow-up called Why the Rich Are Getting Richer, What is Financial Education Really? Um, I really enjoyed this one, um, partly because he goes into the history of our economics in the United States, mm -hmm. along with a lot of the philosophies um, that he teaches. Um, I, I, I strongly recommend just for financial literacy, it's not necessarily an IBC book, Right. But for financial literacy, I find this book to be very helpful. Another book, um, even before I read Nelson's book early on, um, and, and many people, you can find these cheap, I'm sure, on some used books, bookstore shelf, The Millionaire Next Door. Um, yeah. This is really fascinating because they look at um, millionaires and even the subtitles, The Surprising Secrets of America's Wealthiest, and millionaires aren't what you think they are. They don't mm -hmm. live how you think they do. Right? No, they don't. And it's research-based and it's fascinating. Um, so if someone's just looking to expand their, their financial literacy, I would recommend the, the Robert Kiyosaki book and then also The Millionaire Next Door. Yeah. Mike Everett, you were getting ready to share one. Well, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to dovetail along uh, the, the Kiyosaki books. A buddy of mine, Rich Klaus, wrote one called oh, yeah. Rich Tactic, Poor Tactic. Mm -hmm. And really, it, it's it's once again, it's it's for capitalize, capitalization planning strategies for business owners and individuals. Really what he's done is he's taken multiple books of different authors who were actually trained by Nelson. So he's taken the whole idea of infinite banking along with a lot of the details and, and structure in Rich Dad, Poor Dad and put it into a IBC style book um, and what I really like about it is he he gives credit where credit is due 
And, uh, you know, he, he highlights some stuff in there about IBC and Nelson. And, and it's, I, I think it's a really good book. Very easy read. I know, I know Rich. He's a simple guy. He's like us. Very, very easy going. The other one that I read years and years ago is the Fair Tax book by Neil, Neil Bortz. And I will tell you that the number one chapter is called the history of our income tax, mm. but it's really, it's, it's some very sound ways in which we could actually rid ourselves of the IRS mm. as a country, Yeah, as a country. And, you know, uh, right now you can see what's going on in our world and it's just getting worse and worse, but uh, it, it is what it is. I, I'm going to touch on two other ones that I've had for almost well, probably 17 years. I, I, economics in one lesson by Henry Hazlitt. Henry mm-hmm. Hazlitt was a really great friend of Nelson's. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I, I, I open it up. My marker is in page 80. <laughs> <laughs> so really enjoyed the first 80 pages. <laughs> <laughs> And then what has government done to our money by Murray Rothbard? I got these off the Mises Institute and uh, the economics in one lesson is one of Nelson's, uh, one of Nelson's recommended readings. I need to go through them again. It would be probably perfect timing Mm -hmm. with what's going on in our world right now. Yeah, you mentioned the IRS and taxes and such, and that made me think of uh, one that's really, I've really enjoyed over the years called Confessions of a CPA. (laughs) Why what I was taught to be true has turned out not to be by Brian Bloom, who is a CPA. Um, And he's a unicorn (laughs) because CPAs don't typically um, subscribe to infinite banking. Yeah. They think inside the box. They think inside the box and um, it, it's hard to get outside the box. What I really appreciate about this book is he talks about confessions of a CPA. He breaks down um, the chapters by topics. Mm-hmm. So for example, rate of return, okay? Or the miracle of compound interest. What he does is he talks about what he was taught and what yep. he thought and then what he has learned over the years mm. and how it's different than what he was taught. And I love this book. I think it's really helpful for people who come from a traditional thinking mindset about how finances. One is called, one chapter is called Your Home is Your Greatest Asset, um, Financing Large Purchases, Qualified Plans, Buy Term and Invest the Rest. So he really touches on a lot of things that we've all been taught. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, well, here's what I've learned. And it's, oh, wow. yeah, fantastic book. Um, how many pages, how many pages is that it's, one? It's a thin one. It's a thin <laughs> one. I think, I think it, it could be on your library show. It I'm is 90, 92 pages. Oh, that includes goodness. the afterthoughts. I need afterthoughts. <laughs> and, and what this is, I mean, if you, this is the really quick start version, Mike Everett. This is back on page 90. It says what I believe. And in two oh pages, he summarizes what he believes. There you go. So, oh, man. Good oh, man. Um, one of my favorites, 
Um, and, and this is be when you think about creating legacy mm -hmm. and generational. I mean, when Nelson Nash talks with his, his number one principles, think long-term. Hmm. Yep. This book addresses that it is called, what would the Rockefellers do? And so it is, um, and that's by Garrett Gunderson and Michael Isom. Um, this, uh, this book really expanded my thinking, um, about generational building a system, an IBC system. And there's some really good nuts and bolts ideas in there that I've applied in my own life that came from that book. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one. Historically, what they do is they really compare um, the Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts, and they're two different approaches and what has played out for those two families. Mm. One turned out well, one not so much. Yeah. Um, so I really recommend this one um, for people to check out. And, and it can be hard to find. Um, sometimes you actually can find a, a PDF of it. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I would recommend. Um, Crawford, I think you had um, maybe some from Kim Butler. Yeah, the one that I think I've read a couple of hers. We have a white paper, well, not a white paper, but we have a free ebook on our website um, from her that I've read. Um, but this is the Live Your Life Insurance. I actually got this um, from a, an event that I went to that um, her and Todd were hosting and I read it on the way back. Um, and, you know, it, it really is just an augmentation of some of the things that Nelson has taught us said in a different way. Um, they approach life insurance just a skosh differently than we do, but ultimately what their goal is, is trying to help people figure out how to live your life insurance and make it an and asset um, and, mm. and you know make sure that you're not buying into what the system is feeding you. You just sparked Mike Everett. <clears throat> the and asset by yep. Caleb Gillums. Yep. I'm just telling you, this is a great little book. It is an easy read. It's got great big print for uh, an old guy. It's got <laughs> lots of it's got lots of pictures and lots of charts, and it really touches on everything from creating the system to compound interest to taxes yeah. to controlling your compound strategy. I mean, uh, and this guy is a young guy. I mean, he's not even thirty years old yet. Yeah. We, and, we actually helped him do his first policy. That's right. Fact, I remember that with Greg Helema, who uh, yeah. um, uh, passed. passed away uh, yep. after battling cancer. And, and if you're interested in hearing that story, it's an amazing interview um, we did with Greg Helema before he passed away. Mm -hmm. um, so you can look back in our archives of, of our podcast. I don't mm -hmm. remember what year we did that, but that was really a special gift to be able yeah. to interview Greg. I'm going to touch on this and asset again, because um, so many times in our um, in our thinking and how we were taught, you do one or the other. Mm -hmm. You do your 401k and your mutual funds or you do fill in the blank. Um, because of what we all got taught, which I believe is all lies in the in the conventional financial world. People don't understand that the way we teach, the way we educate dividend paying whole life insurance utilizing IBC, it is an and asset. You, you literally utilize it as your first place 
to park cash. Then you go out and do all this other stuff. Well and said. so, in fact, uh, I just had a conversation. You probably saw it in the email today. We, we lost a possible client because they couldn't get their mind wrapped around the fact that it was an and asset, mm -hmm. that they could actually do this. And of course, then you can get into the headwinds and the tailwinds and all of that. But, you know, they were so stuck mm -hmm. on the fact that it was it was an either or. But then the other flip side was the husband had refused to be a part of any of the educational opportunities that we offered. And that this is why, in a, and I'm going to be a little bit more serious here. Um, this is why we not just request, but we require husbands and wives to be together in the webinar and the boot camp and the mm -hmm. dream conversation. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, there's so many things that happen in the midst of all of this that will draw them together in a way that they never thought was possible mm -hmm. in their financial world. But then when you can somehow meet their need in their financial world, all of this peripheral stuff becomes easier. Yeah. My goodness, if you are a couple or you're a, a mate wanting your, uh, wanting your spouse to be a part of this, have them listen to this part of this podcast. It is so important. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, my wife and I never were on the same page until IBC became a part of our lives. And it has changed the way we do everything with our cash flow. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I went off. That that really wasn't a book thing, but it was a book thing. <laughs> Mike, you mentioned um, lies. Yeah. Uh, and, and many of us have been taught some things that, that oh. you, you know, that would be lies. So, um, and, and this is a, um, adding on to Mike Crawford's comments by Kim Butler and, and some of the work that they do with at prosperity Econ economics movement. Um, for those of you who come from a mindset of whole life insurance is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Mike, you were just talking about, you know, it's an and asset and that couple just couldn't get past that. Yep. This book, um, Busting the Life Insurance Lies, hmm. yeah. I find is really helpful and I reference it often. Um, and it's again, it's listed out like lie number one, lie number two, lie number three. So yeah, uh, and it gets into the, into the details, you know, lie number 32, this is in the weeds, but some of our clients get there. Direct recognition is bad. Non-direct recognition is good. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So those of us who get into that, I mean, they really lay it out very clearly yep. in this. And it's and each lie they answer in, in two pages. Yeah. So it's a fantastic, quick kind of resource. Mm -hmm. Another one by the same group is called Busting the Retirement Lies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and this is another one that I think set up similarly, um, where you have your different lies. I think uh, and there are a lot of charts and things like that. Um, in the book that can be helpful. Um, mm. So retirement lies and then life insurance lies would be two more that I would recommend. Mm -hmm. um, I've got one. Go for it. We have a new book on our website called Family Banking with Purpose. 
the author is right down here, right down here on my screen. It's really a great, uh, it's just a story. There's no charts. There's no numbers. My wife just, my wife just finished it. And she said, my goodness, this is a great book for a family, for us to see how the family can function together and, and stuff like that, which, which brings me to kind of a, a, a tough place. You know, me being a, a million mile an hour guy, how much time have I spent teaching my own children about this? Mm. You know, so it, it's just I, I'm at a place where they're now at a great place in life to be able to say, OK, let's put a pause on life and all sit down together. Because, you know, it, let's get real. Linda and I are in our mid to late 60s now. Uh, it's time to start thinking about, you know, filtering a bunch of the junk that we've accumulated out of our house now. And uh, Linda and I have had a couple of way too serious conversations about, you know, uh, end of life matters. And uh, it's important. Uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a jokester and let's slide through. We can talk about it tomorrow <laughs> kind of guy. And uh I think this has kind of opened me up in a new way to be able to say, okay, this is real. We need to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So, but family banking with purposes on our website. Mm -hmm. With that family theme, I'll share two books. I'm actually getting close to the end of my stack. I can't believe it. <laughs> and I had to narrow it down actually. I bet you did. <laughs> um, this book, um, the Wealthy Family, Break the Cycle yeah. of Mediocrity by Chase Chandler Chase is Chandler. a fantastic book, but it is not a thin one, okay? It's not. This one is for those out there who are thinkers, and they want to really dive deep. He also has a, a book called, I think, The Wealthy Physician. I don't own that one. I haven't read that one. Mike, have you read that one? I have. I've read them both. Yeah, The Wealthy Family, um, if you really want to dive in and, and challenge your thinking about family wealth, generational wealth, things like that, this is a fantastic book. I always joke, um, there's one chapter in here that I completely skipped, never never read any of it, and that's because it has algebraic equations in, in it. <laughs> I, I started getting triggered and having bad bad thoughts about calculus back in school. And bad all juju. That, so. <laughs> I didn't like calculus either time I took it. Yeah. <laughs> the other uh, family one is uh, Mike was Mike Everett was just talking about, you know, well, how do we teach our children? And there's a lot of different. In fact, that would be a really great podcast to do is let's talk about how we teach children, mm. younger generations about IBC and just um, financial literacy. This book uh, is called Creature from Jekyll Island. It's called The Tuttle Twins. And it is written, it's a children's book, mm -hmm. but um, it really teaches kids about money, banking, the IRS, et cetera, in the context of a story. Mm -hmm. um, in mm. fact, I think this is one of the recommended books that is in Nelson's um, mm. book. So I think if, it is. This would be a good kind of read along uh, with, with a kid. Yeah. Uh, to just talk about um, banking, money, finance, et cetera. And it's really good for adults to read as well, by the way. <laughs> All right, Mr. Crawford, do you have any others to share? I do not. No, you know, I've not been as well read, I think, 
I think Mike kind of hit it on the head as I read the books that we talk about a lot, but I also gravitate back towards like Nelson's books and, um, <clears throat> um, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and different things associated with, um, you know, the Nelson Nash Institute or people that we are friends with um, periodically to just garner some more information about how people approach infinite banking in different ways, you know, because I think the one thing that we've learned as a team, and I think we even did a podcast on this a while ago, well, well before we started Nelson's book. So sometime in 2019, probably, um, we did a podcast where we talk about where has life success legacy grown and where have we gotten to this point? And one of the things that we've we've learned is that we're always learning. <laughs> and so um, whether it be from books, from one another, from our clients asking questions at our boot camps, from, you know, whatever, we, we're constantly evolving our own approach to infinite banking in an effort to not only improve how we utilize it, but how we coach it. I'm going to jump in this. I've got my last book here. <clears throat> People wonder how life success and legacy does things yeah. um, and why we do things the way we do them. Um, if you will get a copy of The Go-Giver by Bob Berg, I'm telling you what, this changed our pathway as an agency, as a team, and how we served our clients mm -hmm. and how we cared for the people that came to us and said, we don't know what direction to go. Um, it, it, I, I try to go through this book at least three or four times a year. The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. Um, a little story about a powerful business idea. Hmm. And thank you, Chris Bay, for the recommendation on that because um, for those business owners who come to us and they do business with us, they get a copy of this when they get their policy because it is just, mm -hmm. the ideas in the book are so basic, but so powerful. And if you, if you are a Bible reader or have some biblical literacy, much of what is in that book is biblical. And that's what makes it so powerful. Yeah, and I'll, I'll uh pass along the uh, the credit where credit is due on where that book came from. Um, one of our team members, a very important team member is Shelly Forbus, and she recommended it to me. And her son, Logan, is who recommended it to her. Oh, so, man. Logan Forbus, thank you for passing that along. And Kathy Tajanel, who is a friend of ours um, that we've done a I was variety of work gonna... with. There's two podcasts that we interviewed mm -hmm. Kathy. Kathy is the COO of the um, Go-Giver Institute. And so we recommend um, checking out Kathy Tajanel, uh, especially if you're a business owner. Um, Bob Berg and Kathy both are speakers and trainers and um, could be beneficial to your team. Um, mm -hmm. They are, Kathy is a trained um, Colby expert. Uh, so that's a tool that, that we have used in hiring mm -hmm. and then also um, recommend for other businesses to do as well. <clears throat> okay, guys, we are wrapping up um, a project, a two-year project um, in highlighting Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. 
And just to remind everybody why we wanted to do this, Mike Everett was mentored by Nelson. And we wanted to be able to capture um, forever um, the stories that Mike could add to Nelson's book. That's gonna add mm. some color and some richness and some context to this whole thing. So Mike Everett, you have been fantastic in <laughs> working through this project. The, the stories, the anecdotes, um, all the things that you have added, the humor and, and really painting a picture of who Nelson was. I am grateful that you were willing to take the time to do this, so thank you. Mm. Well, uh, thanks go to to you because you were the the host. You were the uh, the one that did all of the the probing and the and the questions. And a special thanks to MC Crawford. <laughs> we we could have done zero of this without you. I can almost imagine the cassette player. <laughs> That's only kind of funny. Sending it out in smoke signals. <laughs> so this is a, a um, the this is truly a uh, a team effort. It mm -hmm. is. It is. We we all are different in our skill sets and our personalities, and they complement each other. And if if any of us left, the whole thing feels like it might uh might fall over. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Okay, um, Mike Crawford, uh, we had talked about that we can leave a comprehensive list of the books that we yep. uh, mentioned. Uh, yeah, in we'll, the show leave a, notes. we'll leave a note um, on whether you're watching on YouTube, um, it'll be in the, the description. Um, or if you're on podcast, I'll leave, um, I'll leave them in the show notes on there. Because there were so many, it might uh, kind of be comma book, comma book, but we'll, uh, we'll fit them all in. Okay, thank you for doing that. Um, for for the, our listeners, if you're listening on a podcast, um, if you would leave a review and download the podcast, that would really be helpful to us. Um, if you are watching uh, via YouTube, if you can give us a, a thumbs up and even turn on your notifications so that you'll get um, you'll get notified when we upload a new podcast, that would be super. Now, if you don't want to do any of that, no worries. We're just glad you're here yeah. listening. Um, but that would be beneficial to us if, if you would do that. Um, and where are we going from here? Hmm. Uh, this has been a two-year project. And, and um, thank you to our listeners for joining us along this journey, which has been really a blast for us. Where are we going from here? We thought it might be beneficial. Whenever we do the boot camps, um, we take at least a third to half of the time receiving questions and responding to those questions. So our boot camp's roughly three hours long, and we usually do an hour to an hour and a half of Q&A during that time. So over the years, we've collected a lot of questions that people have asked. Mm. We've addressed some of those in earlier podcasts, but we thought we might start digging into some of those mm -hmm. questions that people have asked. Um, so that's something to look forward to uh, for our listeners uh, in our next boot camp. Also, if you do have ideas on podcasts that you want us to touch on or things that you want to see, go ahead and comment or email us. Um, you can do it on the YouTube or on the podcast, just comment a, a topic that you might want us to do. And if we catch some steam on that, we'll create a form that'll allow people to submit those um, requests so we can keep them a little more organized. Mm, that's Perfect. good. Perfect. Well, Mr. Everett, I'm going to let you have last words here as we wrap up. Anything you want to say? Well, uh, I I want to say a special thanks to Nelson Nash. 
what a deal. Um, <laughs> 17 plus years, the guy's changed my life. He's now changing your lives. He's now changing everybody that we come in contact's lives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my thankfulness uh, for what he has deposited in me is unbelievable. When we lost him, the responsibility that I felt that um, we needed to get out here and share this with the world, it was just, it just moved things to a level that I never thought was possible. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I, I, I have to say is, I still can't believe I get to do this for a living. <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable. And to be able to share this, these kind of truths and to watch the, the people that we share this with, the lights that come on in their brains mm-hmm. when they go, I see the possibilities. Mm-hmm. That is worth everything that we do. Well said, Mike Everett. Mm. Mr. Crawford, fun having you, your face on yeah. here. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> this was a fun discussion. To our listeners, thank you um, for joining us, and we hope you'll continue to join us and that we can continue to provide you with good content that is beneficial and blesses you. Um, please check us out at lifesuccesslegacy.com, and we'll look forward to our next episode. <laughs>